0: Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. Welcome to our latest Executive Session interview. Today, I'm talking with Christy Wyatt. She's the Chairman and CEO of Good Technology. Christy, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Christy, it's all about mobility. That's all anybody is talking about now. So to start with, I want to ask you, we hear so much today about lost and stolen devices, about rogue applications, about the rise of mobile malware. What would you say is the state of mobile security as we head into 2015?
1: I think security in the mobile world is, is still, to a certain amount, the wild, wild west. Uh, I think you have the full spectrum from uh, companies that are spending billions of dollars a year to figure out where their data is and how to protect it, to the other end of the spectrum where uh, many companies still believe that denial is a strategy. I think one of the most common misconceptions is that, that the item that somebody is trying to steal is actually on the device. What many people don't realize is that, you know, compromising the device is oftentimes just the first step to get to the network or to get to other systems. So if I compromise your device and in doing so I get your credentials and I can use those credentials to infiltrate your systems from some other surface, that's probably far more uh, regular than, than many, many people realize I think there's lots of confusion around applications and what applications have access to and what they don't have access to. The the things that concern me the most are really just kind of the the lack of education, people really being aware of what the risks are, where their data is sitting, and and what they need to do to protect it.
0: So, again, it comes back to that denial. That really is what you see as the biggest threat.
1: (laughs) I think that's the starting point, you know, and and then – You know, the second phase after denial, if you you sort of are stepping yourself through the steps, is, you know, management is my strategy, right? So now I acknowledge there's a device, and if I just manage it and put a password on it, somehow that's going to solve the problem. Again, I think it comes from a lack of awareness that these are sophisticated computing systems. They're very connected to the user. The user feels very emotional, so it's not like the PC that used to be on your desk where you can really fix and control what applications are going to get installed and not get installed the user is going to, in some point, you know, kind of get their fingers into the mix and and kind of mess up that pristine landscape for you. So so it's a very different world.
0: So how do you see good technology growing in the coming year? And I've got to ask also, how do you stand out in what's becoming an increasingly crowded market space?
1: It is an increasingly crowded market space. I think uh Gartner is one analyst, I think they they counted over 130 MDM vendors kind of entering into the the market in 2013. So it is a very very uh, complex space. And I think it's not an incredibly cleanly defined space also. You know, you have uh, folks entering from the desktop, from the cloud, from, from the device itself. So we are predominantly installed in Global 2000 type organizations. We're consistently installed across, you know, for example, Fortune 100, all of the Fortune 100 financial institutions, lots of public sector healthcare, increasingly retailers, manufacturing, logistics. I mean, there isn't a vertical industry today that isn't starting to take uh, a look at the mobility strategy and start to really think about security. And, and when you get to, you know, that, that infiltration or, or sort of that inflection point where you're really thinking about data mobility as a strategic advantage for your organization, um, that's really where good comes into play. And, And so our growth, you know, our customers continue to accelerate their mobility strategies. They've moved far beyond just email or displacing old devices or maybe, you know, picking up the odd tablet. You know, our customers are creating applications that are mobilizing their own business processes and deploying them across a whole host of and stakeholders, as I said, sometimes employees, sometimes end customers, etc. And as that complexity grows, the value that Good offers as a consistent platform, a consistent user experience, and most importantly a consistent security architecture across every operating system and device that your end users and customers are going to deploy. You know, that's increasingly valuable.
0: So with all these up and comers essentially trying to get your lunch money. How do you stand up in front of prospective customers and say, here's where we're different, here's how we stand out?
1: First and foremost is you need to not just trust but trust and, and verify, right? I think that many folks are going to show up in front of our customers and do on a daily basis and say, no, no, I can manage your devices, I can do, you know, MDM, I can do, uh, I, have, I have applications as well. First and foremost is check the credentials, right? When our customers talk to our existing customers, when they look at our security certifications, you know, we're the only common criteria level 4-plus certified solution across operating systems. Um, Nobody else has gone through the same rigorous testing and hardening that that good has gone through. And so I think our customer base really speaks for itself, both the longevity, the scalability, You know, when you are a large organization, you want to see other large organizations that have deployed and trusted and been successful. So the list of customers that we have that are tens of thousands, uh, if not, you know, greater in terms of uh, existing deployments, you know, on a a single instance, you know, that matters because that scalability and proven technology is there. I think that increasingly the conversation uh, that we focus on is around total cost of ownership. Because as you see more devices, you see more Android devices and iOS and Microsoft and other kinds of devices coming into the enterprise, that complexity is going to continue to grow. And so securing the operating system is not going to be enough because you're never going to get that landscape to agree to all run the same operating system. So our platform approach where we're really focused on that consistent user experience and that consistent security architecture gives our customers this incredible scalability, but it also gives them incredible reliability and a great total cost of ownership story. You know, you're going to have one platform. Your your support desk can support it. Your infrastructure and operations teams can manage it. And you're really future-proofed against whatever the next wave of great operating devices are going to be.
0: Now, Christy, if you take a, a step back from mobility and look at security as a marketplace, place, we've seen enormous changes this year, lots of consolidation, mergers and acquisitions. How do you see the security marketplace continuing to evolve in the new year?
1: Scrambling. I think that what you see uh, with a lot of these market moves is the whole definition of security as being reexamined right it's it used to be as i said about locking down either a network or a device now data is so fluid you know country boundaries have dropped device boundaries have dropped the the perimeter is really hard to define uh, in this day and you're going to continue to see technologies and experiences that are going to continue to push the boundaries there and so you know, whereas a lot of uh, a lot of the regulatory conversation really focuses on protecting against the, the breaches and the exposure that we've had in the past, the industry as a whole is scrambling to look forward and look at the, the, the new landscape of risks that are coming towards us, the new kinds of threats, uh, you know, the new attack surfaces. The perimeter is very different. The, the computing surface is very different, and that's going to introduce a whole new set of vulnerabilities. I think one of the big challenges in that is really kind of opening up the dialogue. Companies, who, if they're not a global 2000 bank, probably don't have armies and armies of security experts in the building helping them assess what their threat landscape looks like. And yet there's very little information shared in the industry about what the breaches look like and how to truly protect yourself. And so... You know, I think as as an industry, we need to kind of step forward and provide that dialogue, provide that opportunity for companies to get real, live, real-time information about the threats that are there. You
0: make a good point there when you talk about the armies of, of information security experts. It's a crowded marketplace in terms of trying to find the right people with the right skills. What does good technology do to make sure you're recruiting and retaining the best and the brightest?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we're very blessed because part of our geographic location, but but also just the industry we're in. I think that, especially here in Silicon Valley, the you know the, the best and brightest want to work on really cool technology that's going to change the world. And so, I think that we've been very successful in both recruiting and and retaining you know some really just pioneer, I would say revolutionary thinkers in this space. I mean, we have some of the brightest minds in terms of Security and data mobility uh, in the building, and what keeps them challenged is this new world we're entering. I mean, if you remember, Good has been doing this, as you pointed out, for quite a long period of time. So it's very exciting for everyone within Good to see that the world that we predicted, the world that we, you know, uh, envisioned, and the market that we really pioneered, has become such a such a large and fast moving. Uh, uh Industry, and so it's it's the realization I think for a lot of people of of the work that they've been doing for a very long period of time.
0: Well, it's a good transition to talk about you and your career because I look at your resume. I see you spent time at Palm, at Apple, at Sun, at Motorola, at City. Is it fair to say that you essentially have grown up professionally in mobile security?
1: I think that's fair, sure. I think that I've uh, I've grown up in a lot of organizations that have thought a lot about uh, mobile security and how to, uh, especially as the definition of mobile itself evolved over that same period of time.
0: Well, that's my question is, in the time that you've spent in this space, how has your vision of mobile security evolved?
1: Quite a lot. I think that, uh, and and I would say it's accelerating. You know, the, the the pace of the change is accelerating, even as recently as, you know, when I left Motorola and we we had quite a large uh, business around device management and we had a you know, and, and some of the more traditional, uh, you know, sort of legacy approaches to, to mobile security. Um, and then I went and did a you know a short stint inside Citigroup, uh, working within the IT organization there and and had a completely different perspective, both of the threat landscape as well as the role of mobility within these organizations and the requirements of a of a technology or a solution to be able to deliver against that. And so, you know, I would say that the the market has always been fast changing, but that pace has just dramatically changed. I think in a short two-year period of time, you've seen the world go from, okay, maybe device management is a reasonable set of technologies. In fact, if you go a year before that, the most most prevalent mobile security solution was in fact a device. If you were to ask the CIO today whether they thought buying a particular device was the answer to a security problem, they would they would probably disagree. So I think, you know, that it started at what is the perimeter and then it came down to what is the system and then the definition of the system, you know, whether it's a PC or a laptop or something else, uh, has changed over time. And as I said, I think now you're really looking at data mobility, you're looking at the data itself, how do you get to a data level and a policy level that can exist across platforms, across operating systems, across networks, and follow the user and and, and enforce the definition of compliance across all of those different surfaces. That's going to be a really, really big, really, really hard problem for the industry to solve.
0: Well, Christy, a tougher problem is so much of this is on the actual user. How do you get the user engaged in his or her own security?
1: So I've always taken the, the approach that that having a security conversation with the end user is the wrong, the wrong place to start. <laughs> because I think that even when I was at Motorola, you know, we would do surveys of the end, uh, the end users, and if you were to ask them what their number one concern on a mobile device was, they would mention security, absolutely, if not number one, it was always in the top three, And then if you ask them, do you put a password on your device, do you actually take any steps to, you know, install uh, software to protect your data, et cetera, they would say absolutely not because what they're focused on is convenience and speed of access to the data on the device itself. So those two have almost always been diametrically opposed, user experience and security. Our goal is to kind of bring those two to the center. No user wakes up in the middle of the day and thinks, gosh, you know, I'm going to take a bunch of really valuable documents and information from my company and go put them in my Gmail account just because I feel like moving data around. That's never what happens. You know, what happens is they try to print it or they try to share it with someone, and there's the device they're on has been locked down or the network has been locked down, and they can't get it done. And so the user is very innovative in working around. They're just trying to get something done. Our approach has been... How do we give the user an experience that just lets them get it done, but still within a way that that the CSO and legal and HR and everybody else is going to feel comfortable with? And so one of the things we've done in the past year is we've completely relaunched the user experience. We we released a product called Good Work on uh, the beginning of October. It's the first pure cloud-hosted mobile security solution that includes the the end-user applications, and, the, you know, the objective was give them a very fresh, very contextually aware, very innovative experience that is designed for the business user in mind. But when they try to get something done, they try to find something, they try to access something from the, from the office, that it just happens. And if you can delight them with that, if you can make them excited and just make them productive and let them get it done and get out of their way, you can be successful.
0: What are the mobile technologies that you most enjoy?
1: You know I travel only with uh, a mobile device at this point in time. So even if I'm going on a trip for several weeks, it's uh, it's oftentimes just me and my smartphone and good, um, or maybe a tablet with a keyboard. Um, so i'm a, I'm sort of a uh, a living example of, of of relying on these devices for life support in in running a company. Um, but I think if you looked at my device, you know, you you would see, you know, the same plethora of applications that you'd find on anybody else's. That's the beautiful part about mobile is that, whether it's music or media, you know, accessing information about your family when you're on the road, you, you know, all of these things are are sort of instantly accessible.
0: Do you find yourself being a bit of a mobile evangelist when you travel?
1: Um, you know, I, I, I absolutely find myself spending a lot of time with users, even if it's just somebody on the plane or somebody who's a, a, a customer. When they say, you know, what I'd really love to be able to do, and yes, I find myself oftentimes being the one saying, you can do that. In fact, our software does that now, or there's an app for that, or <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, or so I absolutely find myself in the position of uh, everything from tech support to evangelism.
0: So, Christy, you're in the the hot market space right now. You've got an an excellent leadership career behind you, many more years ahead of you. What do you want your leadership legacy to be when you finally decide it's time to to move on?
1: I'm a big believer that it's about the work itself. You know, what really fires me up is looking at the product, you know, looking at, at how we've been able to impact other companies. I constantly wake up in the day or, or in the uh, in the morning and, and look at the list of customers we're working with every major bank global governments you know just the largest organizations in the world and some of the most innovative companies in the world and I think my gosh i mean we, we get to work with these guys we're actually changing the way they're building airplanes or running airlines or you know running a country and that's just such a huge privilege and so what I want folks to remember when they think about good or they think about us is that, you know, I want them to know that we woke up every morning thinking about their problems, how to make them successful, and how to, you know, how to delight them, and and that shows up in your products, right, and I think a lot of the conversation here at Good is putting the customer in the middle. Every question, whether it's how we design the user experience or what is the right next set of policies or You know, the first question usually out of my mouth is, "What is that going to look like to the user? How is that going to feel to the user? What is the user going to say about that?" Um, And I think that, you know, I'm a big believer that companies, customers, partners, you know, they can sort of, they can see your 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 heart, for lack of a better word, they can see what you value. And if they see that show up in your work, you know, what I'd like them to know about good is that we prioritize them first, and that we we took our commitments to them incredibly seriously. We hold ourselves very accountable. We're probably tougher on ourselves than than anybody else.
0: <laughs> so that's goods legacy. What are they going to say about you?
1: <laughs> about me they would say, uh, you know, she's tough and they would say she's a she obsesses about the product and the customer. You know, I I obsess down to the you know, what is the wording of the error message? You know, what is, how many clicks do I have to touch before I get to the next thing? Um, am I making it easier? I think as a common conversation in, in my leadership mantra is around accountability and responsibility. You know, I, I take our commitments to our customers, my commitments to my employees, the, the commitments I've made to my business partners just incredibly seriously. And so we, you know, we have we measure everything. We uh, KPIs on did we deliver on time? Did we deliver with the right quality? And so, you know, running an organization that values that accountability, and it sounds quite simple, but it's actually really, really tough. You'll be shocked at how many times within a company you're making decisions. Uh, using some other criteria or some other factor. And and always we have to sit down and ask ourselves, are we holding ourselves up to the highest standard? Are we holding ourselves accountable for the outcome? Are we making a difference to the end customer?
0: Excellent. Christy, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Been talking with Christy Wyatt. She's the CEO and Chairman of Good Technology. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.